0: Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies. buddies, buddies. Talking about cinema. Oh boy. Uh, I'm Justin Barney from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee.
1: I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. And
0: together we are the Cinnabuds. Christopher, are we Cinnabuds or the Cinnabuds?
1: Great question. We're the Cinnabuds who are featured on Cinnabuds. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Um, And today, we are talking about the movie Zola.
1: Hey. Last
0: month, I went dancing at this cute spot in Florida where my roommate's girl made like five G's a night. Because of my. just met yesterday and you're already trying to take ho trips together? Be ready by Zola. is a movie that was ripped from the Twitter timeline. It is started as a series of 148 tweets tweeted out by at underscore Zola Moon. And it was like 2015, Christopher?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: It is the story that is responsible for starting Twitter threads. Like before before this, Twitter threads did not exist. But then Zola tweeted. What, what is the the first one? k Polly. Uh, oh, let me
1: it's, about- it's something like, "Do you want to hear how I fell out with this girl? It's a long story, but it's full of suspense." I'm I'm paraphrasing.
0: No, that's it. No, okay, it's great. like the suspense is the key word in that, uh, and she's right. The story is full of suspense. The tweet, the thread was full of suspense. Her writing is so full of suspense and they optioned it for a movie. They made it. And so this is like
1: the first film based on a Twitter feed. (laughs) Yes, that's impressive.
0: The first film based on a Twitter feed. Uh, Christopher, what did you think of Zola?
1: I thought uh, I thought Zola was really, really good. It's a really She's right. It's a suspenseful film about a world I'm not familiar with. And uh, I've, I've actually heard, this is like a little subgenre called Florida noir, Oh which is a hilarious subgenre. It's not a, not that this movie is a comedy, but the idea that there is a, a group of films that can be called Florida noir. Um, Definitely. But yeah, the film is really well done. It's stylish I've seen the director's other films and it's so nice to see that like through line of her particular stamp that she puts on her movies, even though this one is so different than her last one. So I think I really excited for her. The director's name is Janixa Bravo. And to see that she has developed instantly this voice and this style and she can put it into whatever story, uh, she is attracted to is yeah. very cool. So I, I really like this movie a lot.
0: I also really liked it, and I was pretty hesitant about it going in. I was like, you know, a Twitter thread made into a movie right. is um... It, it just, like, seems kind of, like, dangerous from the outset. I see why you would want to do it. You know, like, it went viral. Yeah. And uh, uh, that kind of, like, says this should be made into a movie. But really, the, like, the form of the tweets is, like, what makes it really good in her writing and the fact that you can, like, read it in 10 minutes, yeah. you know, uh, and stretching that out into an hour 30. I was like, how are they going to do this? And I was skeptical throughout. But I yeah. came out of the movie being, like, that was really great, yeah, and I, I, f- I yeah. and I really liked it a lot.
1: I feel like what the feeling I had when I left was mostly that's that was impressive, Impr- yeah. impressive. Yeah, it was like my <laughs> it was like my, my my main takeaway. It's like one of those movies I don't know that I would want to watch again. Same, right?
0: And it, and it didn't leave me like it didn't leave me like cajillionaire being right. like w- like with the feeling of like wow, I am blown away by how great this was or i'll be thinking about this for years um but i was like you said impressed
1: yeah and i'm glad you brought up kajillionaire we can talk about that in the podcast but i think there's some interesting connections we can talk about that
0: and we're going to talk about it right after the break so stick around Support for Cinnabuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. The car you're not using anymore, it's seen a lot of sunsets. Give it a new life and help us bring you great radio by donating it to Support Radio Milwaukee. We'll arrange the pickup and sale and we'll use the proceeds to bring you more music and stories. We accept all types of vehicles, cars, trucks, boats, and more. Scheduling your pickup is easy, and it can be more than hundreds of dollars of support. Learn more at RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. Okay, we're back. Ah. Um, So Zola, the first movie that was pulled from Twitter, invented... Twitter
1: threads and like. Did you read the? Did you read the twi- uh, the tweets? Yeah. Did you? Uh, I just read them this morning, and it's so funny to read them. She's got such a hilarious uh, delivery, and he's reading it after seeing the movie, like they really, <laughs> it's weird to say. oh, uh, you know, like, oh, compared to the book, it's very different. Well, compared to the tweets, it's pretty dead on. Yeah, there, there are some. They're very minor. I, I would say very minor differences between the story told and what you see in the film. You know, it's pretty true to what she says. Uh, yes. But it's very interesting to hear the lines. Like, like the lines are directly taken from it in, in many places, which is nice.
0: Um, I didn't read the, the tweets until after because I didn't like, yeah. want to know what happened. Her voice is like the best part of those tweets. Yeah. You know, the way that like she says it's full of suspense, which is like usually not a thing that you lead with on a story because you have to make (laughs) it suspenseful, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, let them find out. But this is more of a casual like I'm just a person telling you a story
0: and telling you a story that is absolutely like wild. But she is also like she she is kind of this. um this center point that is like calm and under control and is just like a victim to circumstance and the whole thing. And her ability to tell that story is like really what makes it great. And it's also, when I was watching it, the um it's like doing the way that they did that movie and directed that movie, it is a movie that has so much wild stuff that happens and like strip clubs and like like strange men with guns and uh uh and weirdos and florida noir it's like that it's like they really could have like punched up all that suspense they really could have like played on that drama and exaggerated it and i feel like they really did a great job of like holding back and staying true to that tone, which is really, really hard to do because her tone is, like, funny. And it, yeah.
1: it and it, it, you know? That's interesting that you say this because I feel the same way but on in a different realm, sort of. Mm. I thought she is funny in the tweets. Like, she's got a sense of humor in how she speaks. And uh, I've seen Janiksa uh, Bravo's other films and they're definitely, I think, almost all of them are, comedies she's one other feature in a couple in a few shorts and they're comedies but they're very dark comedies this one i was like i was actually surprised while watching it that it wasn't funnier now granted it is funny there's a lot of funny moments yeah but at first i was like i'm kind of surprised she did like i could see how you could play up the comedy of this but then i realized oh it's actually you are really (laughs) you're kind of respecting how dangerous this is you're kind of respecting this culture that you're that you're trying to accurately show plus show how dangerous it is so it can't be this broad comedy in the middle of it even though you are effective in the moments of comedy that you have so actually yeah. i i turned around like halfway through the film going no this is the right direction
0: that is so funny bec- that your like perspective going in <laughs> was so shaped by Janixa Bravo and yeah. and knowing her work and i I know, okay. Because she, what, what other things did she do?
1: She did a film called Lemon uh, a few years ago, and then some Lemon, sh- which some, is some great short favorite. films. Yeah, I love Lemon. Yeah,
0: and I love Lemon too. And uh, but I didn't know that that was the same director right. going in. So I, so you must have had that coming in, and yeah. I did not have that coming in at all. And like with all the stuff going on, I was like, they really could have made this like, uh, you know, they they could have really Hollywooded this up. Yeah, and yeah. and it was so. It's so artfully done. Some of my favorite yeah. things about the direction of this movie, like one, it's like it's an A24 joint, you know? And so it's like being A24, you kind of know that it's going to be already going into it and it's going to be kind of like different in the way that A24 is. Yeah. Um. And the way that I really liked some of the spaces that she did there are these moments where zola like disassociates in the moment yeah and uh, they do that they do that so well in this those are some of my favorite scenes where like something wild and chaotic is going on and zola who is the like the calm smart center she's around all these people that are making terrible decisions that are wildly out of control and she is just you know she is the victim of circumstance. She's sitting there. She's also just like clearly smarter than everybody else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: she's like, she's this smart person she's who's just savvy. like surrounded. <laughs> she's savvy. She's like surrounded by idiots and she knows that she can't leave. And so she is like, what do i do and so there are these you know she's got to go with it and she handles it perfect in every single situation she like never messes up and she has these like moments where like absolutely wild stuff is happening and she disassociates and she like does that and they'll show like they showed like the the like apple screensaver
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah kind of, like play as this wild stuff is happening or, like, i do some
1: really i do really like when she does they she will have these like they'll freeze and she'll have a quick aside. There's my my favorite one is when um, the girl who enlists her to come to Florida. So so, real quick, it's about two women who meet. Uh, They both are strippers and they, one invites the other very quickly after meeting to go to Florida to dance. And then things get worse on that trip. So the one who initially invites Zola out, uh, you know, is very, very friendly, always taking pictures of her. And there's just a freeze frame. And she goes, OK, watch very carefully what she does from here on. Like she's pointing out the action as you would in a, like telling a casual story. Yeah. But my favorite thing is they do is they keep using that Twitter sound effect when you yeah. <laughs> when you have a when you when you it was a new tweet. And then the sound effect keeps coming up to highlight things that are happening in the film they do a lot up front and it's mm-hmm. that's a very funny very stylish and nice touch i think and
0: they do, they like include all of these like phone things in it. Like yeah. they, when they show like the time of date, it's like the Apple time and date, which right. I thought was really great too, to like kind of ground it in being like, you read this on your phone. This is yeah. from Twitter. You like, And also like the phone is part of your life and that's all like recognizable. So I thought that was like really clever too. I was like going in worried about the format yeah. of it being like, hey, we took 148 tweets and we turned that into like 148 minutes you know, or, you know, like like less than that or like an hour and a half. And I was like, if you take something on Twitter that you read at your own speed and finish it in like 10 minutes and stretch that out to an hour 30, I was like, it's going, it's bound to lose that momentum. And, uh, there were times where I felt like, yes, it's a bit slower than I had imagined or it's, it's slower than it reads. Um, But I don't think that, I. but I don't, I still at the end, I, I I think that they did a very good job of like stretching that out without it feeling like they were trying to push things along or that it was going too slow.
1: No. Yeah. I thought it was really nicely paced. Um, but yeah, I do love all the touches that they do in there. I do love the fact that when they are writing their texts, they just say it out loud as they're texting, which is a really, Honestly, it felt kind of subtle. At one point I go, "Oh, no one does that. No one re- just says right. out loud what they're texting." But it worked really well because of all the other kind of uh stylish touches that they have that worked so well within that scape. So I yeah, I was really impressed. She also does this wonderful thing when editing a scene, when cutting to a new scene. There are like I think she did, I only saw it like twice, but I may have missed others. And she does this in uh Lemon very effectively where she will cut when the person is in the middle of a line. Oh yeah. I love like that. A throwaway line, but she cuts as if to say we're, we're moving on or she did it like with a, with music. There was this music building and she cuts and it's not this like huge comedic, like mm-hmm. record scratch or anything. It's just like subtly like we're moving on. Like we're what you're, what's yeah. happening is not important. This is important.
0: Yeah. And like that kept going, but we're whatever.
1: Yeah. Whatever. I really like, I, uh, I just think she's got a very original style that that I'm so impressed works with a thriller and a comedy so far. So
0: I do too. It's like right when it started, like opening scenes are so important to like set the tone for what the movie is going to be. Yeah, And it is like these two girls and they are doing their hair and uh, in like in a strip club. And instead of it being like strip club music playing in the background, it's this like harp music. Yeah. (laughs) And it, it was like kind of immediately it was like, okay, we're this is gonna be different. And uh, I really like that kind of like setting right from the beginning, which yeah. like let you know that this is going to be artfully done and uh and uh you know and a little balanced.
1: Also have to point out the title cards are beautiful.
0: Title cards are great. The
1: title cards come up and they're definitely of a particular era and they look really nice. So there's a lot of a lot of wonderful touches in there.
0: You know what I was disappointed in? No that I was the only person in the theater.
1: Oh yeah, that's interesting. I there was two people in the theater was. Granted I was at the first film of the day, so that's
0: never, I was at the yeah. last. Yeah. I, I went yesterday at like 6:45 to yeah. the ridge because it was like the only one that I could make. And uh, it was like I I left being like god, Twitter You know, this is one of those things where it's like Twitter is just like so insistent that, you know, the world make this into a movie. And when it gets made into a movie, I remember seeing like a bunch of people like posting stuff on it on Twitter. And then it was like, Twitter, show up.
1: You know, (laughs) like
0: if you want those things like you got to. You, you got to show up. You,
1: well, you know? I do think. Well, first, I, I read that it actually had a pretty strong opening weekend.
0: Did it? OK. Yeah. I
1: heard it had a pretty strong uh, opening. And then I think also it suffered from the fact just when we saw it, it was like the day after the 4th of July. Yeah. And it was also a Monday. You know? Yeah. I'm kind of guessing a, a little bit of it's based on that. But uh, yeah, hopefully it continues to do as well as it did the opening weekend. Which is interesting because yeah. it's this is not the standard fare you have for like a mainstream theater, which is where I saw it. So I know. I think it's just people are hurting. I mean, there's not a lot of movies out there. There's A lot of theaters are doubling up. Like, let's show it in this house two These two houses will show this one. So I think they're hurting for ones that uh, – to stuff to show. And this is one that particularly did not go out on it, – it came out a year and a half ago, premiered a year and a half ago. So it right. it definitely st- it made an intention to not show it online before they could do a theater release. So maybe they stuck well, to their I guns. That,
0: I think that we're like in this time right now where I mean, like people like me and you are really benefiting from this situation. Like, I I think that right now a lot of the like art movies that were saved for a time where people could see them in theater are finally hitting theaters. Like yeah. Zola. Uh, next week the Anthony Bourdain film Roadrunner is coming yeah. out. Green and Knight then is coming out. The Green soon. Knight. Yeah. That was my next one. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, like all of these fantastic like little indie movies that were shelved over the past year are finally coming out all yeah. right now instead of like summer blockbusters. And normally this would be a time where they would be saved for like the end of the year or they would come out like before now, because right now it'd be like all Marvel movies in the theater and it would be like nothing for us. Yeah. But I was like, man, we are really being served right now. And I, I am thrilled.
1: I do like the idea of going in and see a double feature of Zola and fast nine, just back to back, mm-hmm.
0: just
1: <laughs> yeah, change it. up. You know,
0: it's like, it's like this Zola could be told in like a fast nine, you know, if they like yeah, gave it to the, right. like, that director, I was like, there was yeah. some where I was thinking like, <laughs> you got this, this guy who like changes accents in the middle of it. And it's like, they could have like really played. And there's like a lot of like guns and uh, it is like, it's, it really like has all the elements of like a Fast 9. Yeah. I think it would make a really good double feature,
1: you uh, know? I am just now realizing again when I become a billionaire and can experiment with things. Yes. I would love to when make, not when, if I know when I become a billionaire. I would like to make three different directors very different directors like a big budget action guy and then like uh wow that's
0: truly like experimenting with it's like once i have a billion dollars i'll be able to uh, you know control these people
1: (laughs) yeah i mean that's what let's be (laughs) fair that's okay. fair. That's what happens when you become a billionaire. I mean, it's true. You yes. just you just become terrible. Yes. No, yes. I would love to let's say enlist volunteers to make to take one script and have three very different filmmakers make fully no. produce one. Because you're right, it would be interesting to see Zola made by like Ridley Scott. Like that's going to be like this intense big budget yes. thriller. But then have Janexa Bravo do hers, which is going to be this more stylish. Dude, AD I
0: think that cool that yeah. is.
1: That would be oh, so much fun for idea. people. Yeah.
0: That would be so much fun. I mean, there's this like, have you gone to the Milwaukee Art Museum exhibit right now? No, I haven't seen, I haven't
1: seen the current has. one. No, huh?
0: Um, it has, so it starts off in the Prado Institute, which I didn't know before going to this exhibit, but it's like a, you know, a big fancy art museum in Spain. Yeah. And uh, uh, kind of like the first exhibit is all of these painters who are doing imitations of the great you know, masterworks in oh, the museum. Neat. And there's and there's this picture of them, like the Prado Institute and these people set up with their easels, you know, mimicking these masterworks. And uh, it's a very cool idea that like, that students would like go to a museum and look at something to make an imitation. And then they also have, they, they have a couple of paintings where they show like three productions of it three different painters uh, doing like their imitation of this like famous painting. Right. And it's like that same thing where I was like, this is so cool to get three different versions of the same thing. And you see how, you know, it is through this person's mind and hand. It is completely different. And I think it would be so cool to see a movie like this yeah. to be like, this is the, these are three different directors take on it to really see what a director does or what a cinematographer does or like what that production is, because I think that so often you go into a movie thinking, well, this is just like, this is how it must've happened. Yeah. You know, you don't see those changes. I think that's a great idea. Christopher, uh, if I get a billion dollars, I'm giving it to you so you can do that.
1: If all of our listeners give me a million dollars, actually, I don't know how many million, how many listeners we have. (laughs) (laughs) If, if our one listener gives me a billion dollars, then I can become a billionaire. You hear that? Yeah, you hear that, Mom. <laughs> I know you're listening. Oh man, I think I would do well. Let's. The rest of the show is about how would I be as a millionaire? How would you be? Um, I think I, I would like to think I'd be a, a benevolent billionaire.
0: You would like to think that, but as you just said, yeah, being I would just ex- changes a I would just
1: experiment with movies and right. not like feed everyone. But didn't easily. you just? <laughs> no, I think I would. I think I would do nice things. But... I think everyone thinks that, but then yeah, as you just said, the money isn't that terrible. You. Money is it? Money's not uh, not the best. Even though That's I want true. some, I'd like a little bit more. Um, can I quickly just say I'm engaged to be married? Oh my god. Yes. I'm throwing a wrench in the show.
0: Wrench in the show. He's in he's betrothed.
1: <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to announce and say ding. it on the show. Yeah, I got engaged in the last couple of weeks. And so. I was just
0: about to ask you. Yeah. I was looking at rings. I was thinking about a location. Yeah. Uh how'd you where where did you do it?
1: Uh, I did. Oh, it's a funny story. I'll say the very quickest version of the story. We went to St. Louis where my family's from. Uh, we had a day full of really beautiful places, the zoo, the art museum, the Um, botanical gardens. At one point we were literally under a waterfall in the botanical gardens. Yep. I did not do it in any of those places. Because it was 101 degrees. I was disgusting. And I thought, this is not the good time. I'm disgusting right now. I am melting. So, and, and then what I did was I uh, I proposed at about 10 p.m. in my parents' basement to her. Oh,
0: After where a day- romance starts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> where my young love life began. Yes, I, know. I know, it all comes full circle. <laughs> right. Uh, which was a very silly place to do it. Uh, but my parents were delighted. And so it was nice that uh, we were around my family the next day to tell them. And so that was really great. But yeah, oh. it was not the most romantic. We had a nice romantic day, uh, even though we were fully sweaty. Uh, but yeah, she eventually said yes after she laughed in my face. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we can, Should we still keep talking about Zola? I don't know what my timing is for this show.
0: I don't know. I went to uh I was in I was in I was in Seattle this past weekend and yeah. I I was hanging out with Cheryl Waters. Do you know Cheryl? She is I don't. she uh she works at KXP. If you ever watched like a KXP session on YouTube, yeah. Uh she does all the interviews. Oh, I'll and, to check her uh, out. And she's she's great. Um and uh, and also she's just like the most wonderful person. And there was like a couple of times like we're walking around and she was like, if I had a million dollars she was like, I would, uh, I would, you know, pay off my, my friend's loans. And we were, we stopped yeah. in an art gallery and she was like, if I had a million dollars, like I would just like buy a whole bunch of those for other people. Yeah. And she's like the one person <laughs> who I feel like could be uncorrupted by money. Oh, who yeah. I'm like, if she, if she did win the lottery, I genuinely think that that is what she
1: would do. Okay I love this vein that we're on and I hope I hope we continue to talk about this because uh, <laughs> I have always said if I won the lottery, I would buy a building that I, that me and all my friends could live in. and then we'd have different apartments, we'd make it real nice. So I like to believe I would stick to that to like me and however many friends I can fit in this building, we'd all have our own apartments so we could live you know very, very cheaply. I you know, I think that would be nice. A little commune.
0: And until um, clicks form and until. Yeah. Until you know, I realize until I can kick them out. Happens <laughs> and until everyone realizes that they have to be nice to you all of the time because no, you're paying for everything the and then they
1: resent you forever. That's the point. As long as they have to be nice to me. That's, <laughs> that's my end game. My end game is you have to be nice to me.
0: You know, I think if I won a million dollars, I'd probably be corrupted by it and turn evil.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's nice to be honest. It's good to be <laughs> honest. I'm <laughs> not I, being honest. If I
0: got a million dollars, I would buy a million lottery tickets.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a waste. What a beautiful, hilarious waste. But yeah, I know. Money is a, is a blessing and mostly a curse, I bet.
0: Yeah, it's horrible. I, that's why I have none of it.
1: Please you know? give me some. I want that curse. <laughs> Please give me all of it. Christopher, what else have you been watching? Um, I was very excited and then very disappointed recently because oh, okay. there, was, there was a film. I
0: got engaged.
1: I got engaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that worked out wonderfully. But there was this film I saw a trailer for, and it was kind of a silly idea for a oh. uh, for a horror film that I was so excited to watch. It was called The Pool now there's okay. a lot of films called the pool so it's very yeah, hard with, <laughs> yeah uh, but it's called the pool it is about a man, a man who gets trapped in a very deep swimming pool sounds good and then an alligator okay, I, I dig. and then an alligator uh, shows up uh, okay now it's like how hard it is to get out of the swimming pool well this movie posits quite hard um I was so excited. The trailer genuinely looks fun. It reminded me of, like the film Crawl. We, did, I think we did that film right. Crawl it's about the uh, mm. alligators and the there was like a flood and alligators are everywhere.
0: No, I think that you just I think we just you watched to... that and then talked about it because I was like, okay. No, it is
1: well. Yeah, actually, I think you said we should see it, and I said <laughs> <did> no. I? <laughs> That's what I think, but
0: it, it could happen.
1: I I changed history a lot, so. Uh, this one just looked fun and crazy, and for months, like you couldn't find it. And then finally, we found it through some like sub subscription on Amazon, and we watched it. And it's it's so bad. I mean, not surprising, I guess, but you have to suspend disbelief to a degree that I am not ready. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready for that level of suspension. It is so ridiculous. Plus there was a very cute sheepdog that they do a terrible thing to in this movie. Oh, no. And no, I was like, I'm no. out. It's, I mean, it happened toward the end, but I was like, Oh, this, no. you t- oh, we are out of here. So extreme. So yeah, it, and it wasn't very entertaining. It was just very silly. It was quite a journey. Concept. I went on. Yeah. Concept. Maybe I a short so. film, you know? I know you see anything good.
0: Yeah. I actually watched like two things that were really good. I, finally watched the bo burnham special
1: oh yeah people have been talking about that
0: yes and people have been talking about it and i kind of felt like i didn't watch it in like the first couple weeks and i was like i missed the boat i'm done i missed the conversation um but it was really good and i
1: liked it a lot i've seen some of his earlier special stand-up specials and i and he's very clever and he's very skilled at what he does i liked it um but I, i was like i wasn't like you know, run in to see this new one necessarily, but now everyone keeps talking about it. I feel like I should check it out. You should check it out. Cause it's very good.
0: Um, uh, also I was in Portland. It was 116 degrees and uh, I was like, you know, what should I, what can we do to beat the heat? And we went to go see a movie yeah. and we saw the Sparks brothers movie, which we were oh, going to do. Oh yeah. The show, but then the downer was closed for like three days and we both like missed yeah, our opening. Missed
1: yeah.
0: And, uh, uh, but they were playing it in Portland and we should definitely do it when it comes out to streaming because yeah. it is just like kind of exactly what you want in a music documentary that's about a band that we never got there just desserts or you know that yeah. you like, haven't really heard about and they're like the tone is perfect I came out like I bought a Sparks record you know I listened yeah. to Sparks for like the whole rest of the trip and oh that's it, cool it like gave me an appreciation for them that I had a bit before, but now I have a lot more, which is just like exactly the purpose of that kind of. Movie.
1: Oh, that's see, this is what I'm excited because I have never heard of them in my life okay. and I barely watched the trailer, but enough to see that it was kind of a cool. Oh my
0: God. You've never heard of them.
1: No, I haven't. And I'm excited to just go in blank and learn about this. Cause I have a, I get a general vibe of what they might be. And I know it's Edgar, it Edgar Wright's first uh, documentary. He yeah. did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. So I'm excited to see how he makes the documentary. I heard it was really stylish or interesting how he did it. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's the case, but uh, I, yeah. I
0: first heard of them because there is a podcast called The Mystery Show. Yeah. Have you listened to it? No, I've never heard of it. Oh my God. Possibly like the best podcast of all time. And I know that that is high praise and I know that that is like making a claim, but it is like, um, I think there was one episode that was like, how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal? (laughs) That's the episode. That's the episode. And they literally go like an hour and it, but it is like, it is hardcore journalism. (laughs) Really? Yes. And it is like, uh, and they're like every single episode is about like, just like some bit of strangeness in the world. And then like going into that. And it got canceled after like one season because it was just like so weird. And it took so long to make each episode because they went so in depth on these like stupid subjects. um, But It is incredible and anyway um it starts off the theme song is the song those mysteries by sparks oh okay and the and it is like it starts off why is there time why is there space why are there dogs and cats and (laughs) something in the human race and why are we here but not over there oh why and I was like, this song is so bizarre. Uh, I love it, and yep. it was like th- so like theatrical. And I was like, I need to look into this band more. And uh, I'm glad that I did. And if you have not listened to the Mystery Show, listen to Mystery Show. It's like seven episodes, and they are absolutely astoundingly good.
1: At the beginning of the Jake Gyllenhaal episode, is the first part of it just them going, "Google how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal?" Yes, that's wonderful. That's wonderful.
0: I want to see how they
1: fill an oh, hour. <laughs> That's clever. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Sparks was very good. I saw another good movie, but I, I'm going to I'm worried I'm not going to see many movies this week. So I'm going to save it for next week.
0: Oh, saving the good stuff. I'm
1: afraid that we're not going to have <laughs> enough content. I, this is every week. Genuinely, I go, am I going to have time to watch enough movies to not only have then a podcast? He, sometimes I then think that too. And others. then I'm like we always do
0: you know? Yeah, I know and if not like we talk about a book or you know you yeah. viewed a city
1: you know that's true that's true I'll continue to do so
0: on the plane home yesterday I was like I just want to watch something that I know something comforting something that's going to be and I went onto Netflix and there was a new season of alone which is my favorite reality competition show the premise is that 10 people go into the woods to be woods people for as long (laughs) as they humanly possible. And the last one to tap out is the winner. Oh boy. It could go on theoretically forever. Yeah. And it's so, it's so great. Spoil it.
1: How long did they go? I'm not going to spoil it. This oh, season, though, me.
0: is this season is they're in the the Arctic Circle and they want to last 100 days. And it's, so if someone can last 100 days in the Arctic Circle, which honestly, I'm like, I don't love because I think that the prospect that it could go forever is the thing that drives them mad, you yeah. know, and now they like have something to strive for. And they're like, we, we need to, they know how long they need to make it. But that is like one of the that's like the thing that literally like makes people lose it. Is being yeah. like, I don't, how long I could, I could be out here forever. And then they're like, I need to go back to the humanity and they will tap out.
1: This doesn't sound too bad. I will say we should have a whole episode one week where we, I exclusively talk about how much I loathe reality television yeah. and how unsexy that makes me.
0: Well, I am like in kind of, I feel like I have been in the same boat, but also competition shows. We we should, because I think that competition shows really like kind of changed the way that I saw them and being like, this is actually really compelling. And uh, uh, they are like my favorite reality. TV. It's
1: a different, yeah. I genuinely think competition shows are different. Uh, There's always a reality and quote unquote reality element. I also think people use the word reality TV for in a way too broad of a, like people refer to like the voice as a reality TV. I'm like. I don't in, in what way. So I I genuinely, I have, when I hear myself talk about it, I, I just disgusted with myself, even though I feel so right. (laughs) I like, I know I'm right, but when I hear myself, I'm like, Oh, who wants to listen to this? (laughs) It's awful. It's a horrible position to be in. Uh, But yeah, it makes, it makes my skin crawl, but that doesn't, I mean, I don't know how they do it and how much of it seems super fake because I I assume they
0: just drop them off with cameras.
1: Yeah. That's what they tell you. See, that's another thing. This is where I get here. Here comes Uh, the the
0: cynical man. Here comes
1: the unsexy. It's all fake. It's all fake. I'm sure there's elements of people reacting genuinely, but I've just heard so much from people who actually work on shows like that. Maybe not that show, but some of the real dregs of the reality shows yeah it's just like oh it's so wildly fake and when you watch it it just seems that way but anyway okay everyone has definitely okay. turned this off by now <laughs> i don't blame you
0: i like K holly as villain
1: <laughs> i know
0: i'm to bore the hell out of everybody
1: yeah now that uh, everyone's gone we can just casually okay. say goodbye <laughs>
0: Alright, this has been Cinema. Cinema is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah.
0: We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the license lab. Bink,
1: bink, bink, bink,
0: bink. Our... Nice. Our uh, theme song is from Milwaukee musician and author, Brett Newski. Oh, the
1: news.
0: We thank you, our members from Milwaukee Film and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. Thank you. And Associated Bank and Pizza Man.
1: Yum and ka-ching. <laughs> Oh, sorry I heard it at the same time you did
0: <laughs> hey, Polly. Sometimes I'll ask somebody who they who is the funniest person that they know Yeah and uh, um, I think everyone secretly thinks that they are the funniest person that they know and Some people have told me that and when it comes out of their mouth it's the grossest thing ever to have somebody say I'm the funniest person oh, yeah. that I know.
1: Especially when you um, know they're not. But I not. do
0: appreciate the honor. Especially <laughs> when you know that they're not. Which is every single person that answers that way. <laughs> Literally humorless people have told me
1: that. Yeah. Uh, yeah I will answer that question. The funniest person I know is and this is going to gross everyone out is my fiance. Oh boy. Nicole. He just got
0: engaged. I got
1: engaged. She's genuinely very hilarious, which is 40 to 70% of the reason I I asked her to marry me.
0: (laughs) Will she listen to this?
1: No. She does not care for my work. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, a weird part of my attraction.
1: (laughs) Please like me. Please like me.
0: Always striving for that (laughs) affirmation. (laughs) You need something to work towards. Uh, I know. I know. I need a goal. That's right. All right. <laughs> the goal is love. Yes. <laughs> All right. And uh thank you K Polly for being I would say you're the funniest person that I know but uh, I
1: don't know. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I, don't know. I trust me it'll go straight to my brain. <laughs>
0: I think there's a, there's a couple Other that are yeah. a little more clever
1: I'm you know? sure Oh blah, 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 Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh now I hate you I think, I think we just uh, uh, DJ Kenny Perez uh, Put this Can we uh, Can we rework this I'll write it out <laughs> It's gonna be like a ransom note uh, I think you K-Polly Are the funniest <laughs> person Alright
0: Alright that's it